Welcome to Live in the Life, a podcast that inspires and educates everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Hammond. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. I'm Marissa, a life coach who's been in the health and wellness industry for over eight years. I'm fascinated by the human being, our bodies, minds, and emotions, and how it all works. My passion is just being me and helping others fully love and embody their true selves. I'm Kathleen, a personal trainer that has coached thousands of clients towards a body and healthy lifestyle that they are really proud of. I love lifting heavy weights, enjoying a good outdoor hike, or just playing around and goofing off. We've made it our mission to cut through the noise to give you proven tips and tricks that actually work. Each week, we will share with you our real experiences and the shifts that we've made to create the life that we have today. So whether you're just starting out on this journey or you've been up-leveling yourself for a while, we promise you'll find practical tools and knowledge to help you make the changes you've always wanted. Together, let's all let go of the old versions of ourselves and finally get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm living the life. Okay, I can make it explode. (laughs) (laughs) We were just about to jump onto the podcast and Marissa started talking about the topic and I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, you got to let the listeners hear the conversation. Actually, what she said was hold it in like a fart. And then let it out. So. <laughs> you know when you're when <laughs> when you're in a situation where you know you don't want other people to smell it, and then you have to run to another room to do it. So you know it's kind of like the same thing. You got to hold it in, and then when it's the right moment, then you let it out or hear it because sometimes they don't smell; they just sound like disaster. What would be your best interpretation of your perfect fart, Kathleen? <sighs> So there you go. No, guys, it's I'm going to, yeah. What about yours? Oh, I'm not doing that online. That's super embarrassing. <laughs> well, I have to make a correction here. So my perfect fart to hear from you would be silence, as in no farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most one. hilarious fart would be a big, loud one. But. <laughs> for, for anyone who knows us already, you'll know that this is just us being random and ridiculous, and sometimes conversations like this come up. For anyone who's just new to listening to this, I'm sorry if this is your first introduction <laughs> to us. <laughs> welcome to dealing with the, the fun and the crazy random side of us, but yeah, welcome to Living the Life. Uh, this is Marissa and Kathleen, and we're going to be sharing with you guys on Mondays. We like to talk about some big general topic about like how you guys can make some really cool changes about yourself and then actually get to a place where you're living this life, which is full of health and fun and love and abundance. And it's awesome. Tell us something new or interesting in life right now for you. Ooh, um, I have, uh, there's something I want to tell you, but it's a surprise. So you'll, you'll hear about it in another few weeks. Um, <laughs> but wow, what a tease. But, what a tease, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you guys something which has been really cool and that I'm super excited about um, is the teaching I've been doing at Algonquin College. So I've been working there as a professor this year. And the course I'm teaching is to the fitness and health promotion students, which is the course I graduated from back in 2015 before I got into my five-year personal training career. And it's really cool because I'm now at a place where after everything I've already been through and I can be like, oh, like these are the things I wish someone had told me and taught me when I was back in that place. I now get to teach that to the students and it's amazing. So I'm in this, I'm doing this course called career planning and professional development. And it's really, it's teaching them how can they 
develop themselves as professionals in the fitness industry and figure out how to create their best career. And this uh, in week nine, I had to end up spreading out the content over two weeks just because it was so much like, and it was, but it was so much fun. It was like teaching them how to become more self-aware and how to really take responsibility and manage themselves because the reality is, is yes, this is going to affect your personal life and maybe it affects your health and other things. But the truth is, if you figure out how to manage yourself, take care of your body, take care of your mind, take care of all the other little responsibilities and things in your life, like that's what's going to help you go really far in your career. Because so many people, they try to have a great career, but if your body doesn't feel good and if your brain isn't functioning, that's going to be some of the stuff that's going to hold you back the most. So it's been really fun and really exciting for me recently being able to teach these kids and get helping them, like asking them the questions to help them think for themselves and like presenting different scenarios, which make them start to go down the rabbit hole and look into their future and become fully aware of, oh, the choices I make now and the habits I'm choosing now are going to, yes, for sure, affect me, my physical health and some of my relationships and my mental health. But even so, like even more so, they're going to affect your career. Because I think so often we think that there's the separation that's like, oh, there's my taking care of my physical health is not the same as developing myself professionally in my career. It's like, no, they go hand in hand. Like if you really want to grow, you're going to have to take care of all of it, which is again, why we live in, like when we think about the life, it involves being healthy, having a lot of fun, having a lot of love and having abundance in your life. It's funny when I first started being a personal trainer, like I do not have very good natural organization skills at all. I I would say that that's my, the biggest thing, especially when I first became a personal trainer that I had to work on. And when I first started, you know, my, I I wouldn't update my schedule often or like my, my programs and paperwork for clients would be everywhere. And it showed in my ability to give a good experience to my clients. And, you know, at the beginning as any personal trainer knows, like looking back after you've been doing it for a few years, you can look back and you're like, oh, wow, okay, I could have done that way better. But I remember being a trainer and kind of letting that stuff slide and thinking that it was, you know, it was all about giving a really good workout to people. And that's what where they would get the good experience from. Not realizing that, you know, after when we had our management um, meeting consistently, then those things would be pointed out to me and I would reflect on that. And, you know, the the job of a good manager is to not only tell you what to do, but inspire you to want to make those changes. And, you know, it was pointed out to me that I can give an even better experience, an even better service and product to my clients if I'm able to be more organized and stay on track and really, really deliver on what I've promised to them. And then after I was held accountable to that, I started realizing that, wow, I actually am getting way better results with my clients. They're sticking around way longer. I, I feel better as a trainer. I feel more organized and grounded. And so, I mean, that's not necessarily me taking responsibility for myself at the beginning. That that was someone else forcing me to do that. But I was able to realize, oh, okay, when, when I show up and I take responsibility for what I've um for what I've what I've said that I would take responsibility for, and that being the job that I've signed up for, 
you know, I, I get way better results for myself and for others. That's really cool. Like hearing like, okay, I'm good at this, but like, how can I hold myself to higher standards? And you're right. Like that's the job for managers is and like your supervisor. You're like, how can I help you grow? Like you said, if it's a good one, then they'll say, okay, here's your areas that you can have improvement. And then they'll encourage you and you'll, they'll motivate you and they'll help help you as you develop that along the way. And it's very interesting, this whole idea about being a high performer or becoming a better version of yourself. And right now we're talking about specifically in maybe your career in your workplace, but what do you think about just in general, the concept of striving to become better versions or even the best versions of ourselves as human beings? I think that, I think that it's a great goal to have for everyone. I think that it can be detrimental for some people though. I know that some people, especially people who are really naturally striving to be better, they can have a hard time reflecting and seeing how far they come, they've come or really giving themselves a pat on the back. I know that when um, we would have management meetings one-on-one and you know they would look back and say, rate yourself on a scale from one to five in these specific areas. I never gave myself a five. And I remember being um, them asking me, well, why don't you think you're a five? Like, I think that you're a five in this area. And like, and, and I would always say like, that's impossible. I'm, I'm never going to be perfect. There's always room to grow. So I would always give myself a lower grade because, you know, I'm, I'm critical on myself because I always think I can do better. But that being said, for those specific people who think that they can always be better, it's important to also look back and realize that, hey, you're doing a pretty damn good job and give yourself those props. But then also realize that, yeah, you can always improve and you can always be better. And once you achieve a certain goal, yes, be excited about it. But then there's always something else. It's so interesting because, I mean, like in the personal development world, it's something that there's this conversation all the time of like, how are you growing? How are you becoming better? And sometimes you'll see people be like, be the best version of yourself, right? And it's, I don't know, because it's one of those things like you said, yes, it's amazing to be striving, but the reality is there's always going to be more we can do. So I feel like for some people, they can get to a place where they're going to be very high performers and they're maybe doing amazing and they'll never recognize it in themselves. But then I think there's also other people who almost use like, oh, well, you can never be the best version of yourself maybe as an excuse mm. to then not even try or be like, oh, like I don't have to be the best version of myself or why am I trying to change myself? It means I don't then don't accept myself where I'm at and that there's something wrong with me. I'm like, well, not necessarily. I don't think so. I think it just means that saying, hey, like you can love and accept yourself where you're at and still say, hey, I still want it to change, right? Like this, like I can still love myself regardless of my financial state, my relationship status, my body, all these other things, I can still love myself where I'm at and say, but you know what? I feel like it would feel more like me and I would feel more free and I'd feel more at peace if certain things were different. Not that there's something wrong with me now or that the other one is quote unquote better, but it is kind of. So I feel like it's a very interesting thing to like dive into like what what is better mean anyways? Is it better? Is it actually better to make more money? Is it actually better to be a healthy weight than an unhealthy weight? Is it actually better to be 
I don't know, to be in a loving relationship than in an abusive relationship? Or is that just like words and things we put to it? I'm Yeah, I'm really curious. Like, what's your thoughts on the idea of what's better? And is that actually, is that actually a thing? And is that something we should be striving for? Oh, I think that life is so cool because you get to, it's, it's your life. You get to decide how you want to live it. I think that if I were to try to describe, you know, the someone take responsibility for being the best version of you and like what that is, I think I think that everyone has a responsibility to try to show up and do the best they can in in whatever that is and try to have an impact, a positive impact on other people while also having a positive impact on your own life and yourself. And regardless of how you want to do that, you know, if if you want to, I don't know, build a company or be an awesome parent or truly love yourself or be a professional athlete or be a mentor to other people, whatever else it is, that's totally fine. You, you might have impact on millions of lives. You might have an impact on one life and both are amazing. But I think that we have a responsibility to show up and try to have a positive impact in the world. And I think that that's it. And however that looks is going to be different for everyone. Yeah, it's interesting. This whole idea of responsibility and because um, this also came up when I was talking with the students, right? Like, what am I responsible for? Yes, going to bed early means that I'll have more energy the next day. So does that mean it's my responsibility to actually make sure I'm getting enough sleep? Or is that just something I should do if I want to be someone who's had enough sleep? Like, is it actually my responsibility to work out three times a week, like the like the movement guidelines suggest? Or is that just something I get to do if I would like to be doing this? And it's so it's very interesting, like looking at like what are actually your responsibilities. And I would argue that there's, yeah, there's certain things that are going above and beyond about if like you want to be the best version of yourself that maybe are not your responsibility, right? If you want to be the best athlete and if that's like your actual goal, then maybe it is your responsibility to work out six times a week. But if, you're, if your goals are to be a loving parent, then it's not your responsibility to work out six times a week. Maybe that would be optimal. Maybe that would make you the best, most healthiest, most energetic version of yourself. But I don't think that would be considered your responsibility. But I do think it's your responsibility to work out, do at least the recommendation of those three times. Like that's your responsibility. The same way it's your responsibility to go to bed at night so that way you have a good night's sleep so you can show up there for your kids if we're using that example. Or if we're looking on the career side, like I was teaching the the kids in fitness and health promotion, it's your responsibility to learn skills to be able to manage your stress so you can show up for your clients when you need to. It's the same way it's your responsibility to take care of your physical and mental health. And there's certain things that are involved in doing that, right? You can't be out partying every weekend and running on empty while working these crazy schedules because that's how it is as a trainer when you're getting started. Like there's certain things that are going to be your responsibility and it's different some people have to do more. Some people only have to do the bare minimum for it to be taken responsibility. But there are certain bare minimums which are your responsibility. And so, like, let's look at those and be like, what what are your responsibilities? Like, you as a human being, 
like Kathleen said, we all have different goals. We're all striving for different things. But at the end of the day, it comes back to how are you going to make a positive impact on the lives of, of yourself, but also the people who you're surrounded by. And based off of what, what your choice is for your career path, for your vocation, whatever it is that you spend most of your time with, it'll be slightly different. But just from a human being perspective, you're going to make sure you need to eat the right amounts of healthy foods for you. You're going to need to make sure you need to get enough sleep and the right amounts of sleep for you. And you're going to need to make sure you move and you work out enough and take care of your body enough for you. And a lot of people, they don't get this. The statistics that um, I learned when one of the guest speakers came in uh, for the, the presentation was they were talking about the statistics in Canada for the amount of people who get enough of the recommended movement is 13%. So only 13% of people are actually getting enough movement. And so if we're looking at that and being like, okay, like, are we actually taking responsibility? Well, 13% of people are making it happen. Maybe another however many percenters are working on it. Maybe they're not there yet. But the reality is, is like, hey, we're not there. And yes, you don't have to be perfect, but there's a certain point where we have to look at ourselves as a, as a society and say, well, there's 13% of us are only, only 13% of us are actually getting enough movement in how do we take responsibility? Like, how do you take responsibility for yourself and do your work and do your part and make sure you're taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, all the ways. So that way you actually can show up. And even if you're not like the very best version of yourself, because that's an ever moving bar, but at least then you're saying, no, I'm taking responsibility. I'm no, I'm growing. I know I'm evolving. I don't have to be perfect, but I also, it's not okay for me to just sit back and do nothing because like Kathleen said, then you're not going to be making a positive impact in people's lives. Yeah. And you know what? I, this is a hard one. It's so vague because you can say there's like a legal responsibility. Like as a citizen of Canada, you have the legal responsibility to, you know, pay your taxes, to abide by any legal documents that you've signed. Like we have a mortgage. So, you know, legally we have to pay that mortgage. You have a legal obligation to take care of your kids if you have them or, you know, give half of everything you have to your husband or wife or not punch people in the face in the streets. Like these are legal responsibilities that someone else is imposing on you. But then when it comes to like moral responsibility or something internally, I think that that's something that you develop within yourself. And personally, I, I, within myself, I feel that there is a moral responsibility to try to show up as a, maybe not the best version. Cause like Marissa said, that's always changing and there's, you're never going to get to the best, but I have a moral responsibility to be a very good version of Kathleen for the benefit of everyone around me whom I love. And also I don't really want to take up unnecessary space on this world. Like <laughs> I, I think that as a collective human being on this planet, we have a responsibility to make this place a better place than when we left it. It's kind of like, you know, when you walk into a messy room, hopefully you leave it a little bit nicer than when you went in there. So we, ha we have a responsibility to do our part, make it a little bit nicer for everyone around us and to do our best and have a really fun, loving time on this planet. We don't have very much time, but it's my responsibility to have a positive impact on it. 
And again, like I said, it might not be an impact on millions of people. I don't think I'm going to have it a positive impact on millions of people. But, you know, if I have a, a positive impact on one person's life, that's that's really amazing. I really like that. And it's it's beautiful what you were saying when you were saying about like your definition of the best version of yourself. It what really popped up to me is realizing like when we look at like the best version of ourselves, it doesn't mean being the best performer in all areas of life or doing all the right things. I really think if you look at being the best version of yourself means being human, right? But having this balance of responsibility and compassion as you move through life. And I really think that that's also the, that's what self-love is. I've been saying it for years that self-love, loving yourself is where you have compassion and where you have responsibility and you're taking responsibility for these things in your life. And I think that that's being the best version of yourself. When you're living in, in love and in self-love and loving others, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but it means that you're honestly showing up, you're being present in the moment and you're saying, how can I show up in this moment with love? What am I responsible for? How can I help other people out? How can I also honor myself? And I think that's where it's going to get different. Sometimes being the best version of myself is staying up till 9.30 at night watching a movie. (gasps) 9.30 at night! I know, crazy. (laughs) Wild. That actually is a pretty late night for Marissa and I. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like sometimes that is being the best version of myself. It's letting myself be human and allowing myself to do this. But that's not how it always is. If I wasn't, if I did that all the time... I wouldn't be taking responsibility, right? Because there's so many different areas and facets of life. So it's it's hard being human because it's not just one right answer. It's figuring out, okay, how can you how can you love yourself through this whole thing and say, yeah, like there are certain things that you have legal obligations for where you have these responsibilities, but also how can you learn to take responsibility for yourself and say, okay, me as a human being, I have this human body, this human mind. What are my responsibilities to make sure I take care of these so that way I can actually be present in my life and show up from a place of love and fully be engaged? Because I think, I mean, again, right, this is, you have to figure it out for yourself. But my personal opinion is that I have an obligation and a responsibility to be present in my life and not just be this unconscious being who's on autopilot walking around. Because I know when I do that, it's not usually living from a place of love. It's living from a place of survival. And that's when I believe I'm not adding to the world. That's when I'm not leaving this positive impact. So maybe it sounds super simple, but I think really does go back to that place of love. And when you really check in and when you get present in that moment, you say like, okay, what, what is the most loving thing right now for me to do? How do I treat my body? How do I treat my friends? How do I show up at work? How do I just show up to life in general I think if you can do that and practice coming back to the moment, I think that's what makes you the best version of yourself. So I don't think there's ever a getting there, but it's a constant thing which happens in the moment when you come back to that present moment and you choose to live from love. Is is there any tools or anything that you do to help yourself take responsibility for yourself or check in whether you are taking responsibility for yourself? I've got tons of different tools and like this is definitely also why I got into the life coaching stuff too is because I I mean I just stumbled into it because this is something I really struggled with before is like how do I actually love myself how do I take responsibility so there's tons of different tools one that I find is super helpful is journaling literally this morning so right now it's it's a Thursday morning um so this will probably come out five days or something later but I put on my Instagram story that my journaling this morning was the first two lines were okay Marissa like what is important what really matters today? Like asking myself those questions and refocusing on like, okay, like 
what actually is going on? And whenever I do that, my brain, like I've, I've programmed my brain and I've made myself remember, like the truth is the most important things when I zoom out and look at the biggest picture of life are doing the basic things to take care of my body, making sure I eat the right foods, making sure I show up for my workouts, making sure I put myself to bed on time. Because when I do those, that helps everything else work because I actually then feel rested. I can actually be aware and be present. And then from there, I can then start to direct my mind and I can ask myself like, okay, yeah, like what would the best version of myself do today? What, what do I actually want to do? How can I show up with love? And then that's what allows me then like earlier today, there was um, Kathleen's sister. It's her birthday today. And because of taking care of myself, I was in a place where I was able to look and be like, oh, I want to send her a personal voice memo saying happy birthday rather than just a text. But if I'm not taking care of myself, then that's not possible. So it's like the habits and things you do, like there's so many different things you can do, but I find journaling is super helpful because that helps me refocus back in on what's important. And then also just doing those simple things regularly, building those habits and that lifestyle, which then makes it easier for you to feel good. So you're not distracted by stomach ache or by being tired or by cravings or whatever else. It's like, as long as you do that, then it's really, it's a lot easier to become present and figure out like, what's the thing, the next thing I can do to take responsibility and live from love. Do you have any tips or tools from your experience? Well, I just want to touch on the fact, like we talked a little bit about the best version of you, but I think it's really important to highlight also the take responsibility aspect of it. Because, you know, when you take responsibility for how you're showing up or what you're doing or how you're acting, that gives you all the power to make those changes versus, you know, if you're blaming situations or other people for that version of you, then that gives all your power away. That that makes you the victim to your own circumstance rather than, you know, we talked about before, taking responsibility. So realizing that I am who I am or I am in this situation because I put myself there. And, you know, if you're in a great situation or you're the person who you want to be, then that's amazing. Congratulations to you. Holy crap. You are responsible for that. You probably took the action every single day to get there. And what a place to be. Like, kudos to you. That's amazing. That's because of you. But if you're not there, then that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. But if you take responsibility for that and you say, oh, you know what, like, yeah, I, I really wasn't taking action on those things that I said I would. Or, you know, I I wasn't checking in on myself and who I want to be. Or I was compromising on myself. Or I wasn't hanging around the people that I probably should have. Then if you take responsibility for that, then moving forwards, you can make those changes because you have the power and you can decide, all right, today, you know, I, I don't want to continue down the path that I've been going. I'm going to take responsibility in becoming the best version of me. And I'm going to make these decisions. Like Marissa said, you know, moving your body, eating enough food, um, loving people, like doing the hard things, like all, all of those daily actions that get you towards that best version, you can make that decision. Mm, I love that. It's funny when you were just talking about that, something that just popped into my mind too was this idea that when we talk about it's take responsibility and then you just happen to become the best version of yourself. 
right? Like, it's kind of like when people, they're like, oh, how do I get rich? It's like, no, 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 take responsibility and then you're going to get rich, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, like, go become a millionaire. It's like, no, 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 like, don't worry about the millionaire part. Focus on the doing the work and taking responsibility. The millionaire thing will come. And I think that same, I mean, same thing happens in the gym. People are like, oh, how do I become the best physical version of myself? How do I lose the weight or how do I get crazy abs or whatever else? It's like, well, you like don't focus on that focus on the taking responsibility focus on the action pieces and then it's gonna come and I think that that's somewhere else too Mm -hmm. where sometimes it's great to say oh I'm gonna become the best version of myself but then we forget that we got to focus like you said take the responsibility focus on that it's and and if you're someone who finds that the idea of becoming the best version of yourself is super overwhelming then same thing just focus on the simple action steps of taking responsibility because it's inevitable then that you're gonna get there Well, and I loved the example that you just gave about money because that's like if someone were sitting here saying, oh, I wish I was rich. And then they're just like, "Okay, maybe if I win the lottery, that'll just get me there. Like, what's the what's the likelihood that you're going to win the lottery? Like zero point zero 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 one percent, probably probably more zeros. Yeah, like very, very small versus like you won't you won't win the lottery in your lifetime that's how small of a chance it is like if you bought a lottery ticket every day you wouldn't win the jackpot but if you told yourself all right I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to make sure that I'm limiting the amount of spending I'm putting out I'm going to you know keep putting money into my uh, my investments and I'm going to keep working on making more money and refining my skills and bringing up my income, you'll probably be pretty wealthy over like when by the time you retire, you'll probably be pretty wealthy versus that person that just sits there and hopes that something external to them will fall upon them like the lottery. Yeah, so it's it really goes back to that. It's like, take the responsibility, take the action, don't do anything crazy. Marissa just googled the odds of winning the lottery. It's one in thirty three thousand thirty three million. What? Thirty three million. Oh, sorry. Two hundred ninety four thousand eight hundred. If it was out of thirty three thousand, I'd be playing the lottery a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, one in over thirty three million. So it's not going to happen. And that's the same thing with you becoming the best version of you. There's a lot of people that are sitting back and hoping that their circumstances change, but it's it's within your control. So take responsibility for yourself. That's it. And it's like I was saying to like the kids, like when you take responsibility and when you manage yourself physically by doing the sleep, the movement, the nutrition, when you manage yourself mentally by learning to direct your awareness and reminding yourself the truth about who you are, the truth about the the joys in life and the things that help make you feel good – if you can direct your mind and if you can manage your mind and your body, so much of it's that because that's going to help you, like I was telling them, like that's going to help them do amazing in their career, but this is also going to help you build amazing relationships. Like Kathleen and I, the reason why we have this is because we take responsibility and we do the work. We also manage ourselves going on with the other parts of us in the background so that way we can actually work on this. And it's so it doesn't matter what you're working on, what you're trying to create, go back to those basics. Make sure you're taking responsibility, doing those things. Like you said, like the odds are not going to just suddenly pop up. Like anyone who has a life which has health in it, where anyone who's got their health, anyone who has a lot of fun in their life, anyone who has a lot of love, and anyone who's got a lot of abundance, these didn't accidentally happen. Like there was so much work put into this, and a lot of it is taking responsibility for 
going back to who are you choosing to be and what are those small actions you're doing on a regular daily and weekly basis. All right, guys. I hope that you learned something or took something from this episode. And remember, you got to take responsibility to live the life. And become your best self. Bye! Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you got tons of value from this episode. If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaway so we can celebrate this journey with you. Our handles are at marissa.hammond and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not always easy, so please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more free resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life.